created live on Fireside. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing? So this is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of YNS Live. I'm also the host of Your Next Stop, which is my podcast. And I'm also the host of YNS Live with NFL Thread, which is um, a segment here on Fireside. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I wanted to introduce um, this little segment that I'm doing. It's the importance of telling your own story and being able to, to tell your own story. And there is, you know, many people that think they don't have a story or they think, oh yes, I know my story, but they don't really work at it. And it is really important whether you're a brand, whether you own your own business, whether you work for a business, but it is important to be able to share your story. And one of the things that I am, uh, almost an expert in, I would say, because I've done it now many, many times, is helping people figure out how to share their story. Whether it is, again, their brand story or their personal story. In my podcast, Your Next Stop, I interview people that have followed a passion and turned it into a business. And one of my favorite things to do, and so I want you guys, you know, wherever you're listening, um, whether you're listening on YouTube Live, whether you're listening on Facebook Live, whether you are on LinkedIn Live. I'm not on Twitch today. Um, but wherever you are, I want you guys to really think about this, okay? So if you're an entrepreneur or you have followed some sort of path or you don't know what you're doing, I want you to think back to your childhood, whether it was good or bad. And I want you to think about um, like your parents and what you saw with them, whether they were entrepreneurs, whether they were working, whether you had an influence from a teacher, um, a, you know, an aunt, uncle, friend, someone in your life that did things maybe a little different or, uh, you know, did things the non-traditional way. And when you kind of think about that, this is what I do with my guests. A lot of times it goes back to, um, and for instance, I'm just going to quote the person I interviewed today. Her father was a professor. However, her father had a side business that he was a partner and it was a store. So I said to her, okay, so your father was a professor. That was like his safe job. And she's like, and he liked it. You know, he definitely liked it. But she said his energy and his moods definitely changed when he was doing his store. It was like when he had his partner and he was connecting with them and we would go to dinner and they would be talking business and how to grow the business. And we would be all, you know, kind of playing around. And I thought that was so cool. And so this is what I want you guys to do wherever you are to think about this is if you had that influence. So she saw her dad as a professor, but then she also saw her dad as an entrepreneur, right? He was doing two things. She obviously didn't know because this is when she was a child, what the difference was, but she always wanted to be an entrepreneur. She actually worked for Fortune 500 companies, but always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't know what she was going to, uh, what her business was going to be. So she did it a little different. She started researching, asking questions, kind of thinking around. And one day in the boardroom, someone was talking about a need they had. And she thought, oh my gosh, this is my new business. And so you're going to have to listen to that. It's going to be out in about three weeks, but you guys can listen if you um, haven't listened to any of my podcast. It is on every podcast player. You can also find it at my website, which is the, the scroll right now that's going through is my Instagram, but it is 
my website is the same. It's imjulietthan.com. So this brings me now with that little story, this brings me to the importance of knowing your story and being able to tell your story. I've done a number of podcasts on this and um, I'm getting a lot of people asking me. So I thought, you know what, let me just, let me jump on live with Fireside because this is amazing. I can have the people in the audience, Ray, Isidore, and I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. I, I think I always do it. Bruno and Natalie, thank you guys for being in the audience. You can ask me questions in the chat if you have any. And anyone else that's listening in any other place, you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or any, any of those places. So the importance of being able to tell your story is, is really, it's a really kind of crafty thing for people to be able to do. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you, you, you might be listening being like, why do I need to tell my story? I, you know, I'm just, I work uh, at a corporation um, and my life is fine. I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. The reason why it's important for you to tell your, your, be able to share your own story is because the more people you connect with, the more opportunities that are, are going to arise. So whether you're at cocktail parties, whether you're over Zoom networking, whether you're in a clubhouse room, whether you're in a fireside chat, wherever you are, to be able to share your story is going to connect people to you. And when you connect people to you, the more opportunities and the more things that are going to present themselves. And what I mean by that is, if you think about when you meet someone, if they kind of share a little bit about themselves, aren't you a little bit more intrigued? Aren't you like, wait, I want to know more about that person versus the person that just, especially if you're at a networking event, especially the person that just comes right up to you and asks, you know, business, the person that says a little bit of why they are there um, and gives a little background you're going to be a little bit more connected to. Now, not everyone. You, I might have some people listening being like, no, it's not how I do it. <laughs> if it's not how you do it, that's fine. But I'm talking about the majority of people. The majority of people I speak to, this is how they connect. Also, when talking to people about brands like or podcasts, for instance, like what, what drew you to a brand? What drew you to a podcast? And a lot of times, it's the story behind that brand or it's the story behind that podcast. So again, if you're, say you have a, there's a makeup company, I'm talking to women right now, I'll, I'll give an example for men too, but there's a makeup company and you keep seeing it just like splash through social media. You see it on, on TV, wherever it is. And it's just about, Hey, these are the products we have. Okay. And you might be like, okay, that's interesting. Now, if you hear about that makeup stories, uh, I mean the makeup brand story, are you going to be a little bit more intrigued to kind of research it a little bit more and and look into it a little bit more? I know personally I am. If I hear a good story and 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 something that connects, I might not purchase, but it's definitely going to take me where I am more curious and more um more apt to go and kind of do a little research on my own and kind of ask questions and and look around. So, if if you're not doing that, if you're not sharing, especially if you're, you know, a brand or a business, if you're not being able to kind of share your story on how you evolved and where you are in the world, I really, um, I want you to really think about it and think how you can get better. A couple, couple ways you can get better is practice. I know it's annoying, but really, <laughs> that's how we get better at everything. Um, the more you practice telling your own story um, and practicing on other people, uh, whether it's a coach, whether it's consultant, whether it's in networking, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's, you know, you have a group of accountability partners that you get together and you kind of each share each other's stories and you kind of hone into that. 
if you're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm a little embarrassed. I don't, I don't want to start there. Just get your phone, whether you are someone that likes to write, write it down. If you're like me, which most of you that have followed me know me, I am dyslexic. So writing that stuff down, it's not going to, what's in my brain does not go on the paper the same way and I can't spell. So it's really frustrating. So I do everything voice text whether it's um, you know through the iPhone and it's those memos, you can do memos or there's the voice recorder. So I do a lot of voice recording. And the reason why I do a lot of voice recording is because I can listen back to it, but I also can get it off like out of my head, out of my head and somewhere, which is really important. And the more I practice that, the more I have rooms like this and chats like this on Fireside, the better I get, the more I interview people the better I get. So practice is the first thing. But so what I want you guys to do, if you, so you can take something away from yourself right now, what I want you to do is I want you to go and do that exercise. I want you to share your story, how you um, came about. Now, some of you also might be saying, okay, well, why, you know, again, I, I don't have a brand. I don't do this. Again, being able to tell your story or connecting things is really important. So I can tell my story small, medium, and large. That's the other thing that's really important. If I'm on a podcast that's 30 minutes, I know I can shorten it. If it's an hour podcast, I know I can do it a little bit longer. If it's a solo show, I can do it to the extent. So for anyone, just so you guys can listen in, for anyone that does not know my story, I um, in about fourth grade, I was sitting in uh, class with my the rest of my class. Uh, I had a lot of friends. I was you know, a happy, uh, bubbly kid. And half of the class, or most of the class, actually, went to Gifted and Talented. Myself and another <laughs> child went to reading help. And why I'm telling you this is because this was a very defining moment. I realized I learned different. So school was not my favorite thing. I did not love school. However, I played sports, and I was really good at sports. And I'm going to give you the short version here because I could go into many of it. You can also listen to my story in any of the platforms where you know podcasts are, or even here on Fireside, I've, I've shared my story. So I wanted to. Um, my friends right away came up, and they're like, "Where were you? Where, where did you go?" And I was like, uh, "I went to reading." And they're like, "Oh, we had so much fun," and blah blah. So it was very soon. I realized I don't like school. I also realized how to navigate school because I had certain talents. Okay. I knew I was really good at speaking. I was really good in, in getting a teacher to pay attention to me with, with telling stories, with engaging them in questions, asking curious questions. Um, I knew that I did not get positive uh, feedback when I was doing work. So very early on, I was like, okay, I don't want to be writing stuff. I just want to be talking. So I kind of figured out how to do that. And in the time I started playing sports, I was very talented in sports. So I went to college and I played two sports in college. And that's how I got into college. I actually couldn't get into college on my own. My grades were um, not that great. They weren't, they weren't, you know, failing, but they were not, they were not that great. When I went to college, I went and studied corporate fitness because fitness I was good at. Um, and corporate, I was like, oh, I can really engage with people. Now, I at this time I did not see myself as creative because I thought creative was like drawing and there was a teacher down the road or someone said to me that I wasn't creative. So I always said to myself I'm not creative. So the corporate fitness part, the corporate working with people, the fitness I'm good at, I can do this. So that was my that was my path and um playing two sports, trying to maintain grades and I injured my back and at the same time, I tweaked it. I like tweaked my back and at the same time I was taking, I had to take anatomy and physiology. Now, any of you that know anatomy and physiology, 
it is not an easy class. Being dyslexic and science not being a strong point, my, my I more struggled in science and math. Um, very quickly, I said to my mom and dad and family, I was like, "Ugh, I no, I don't this. I don't want to know all this. I I'm sure I could figure it out, but I don't want to." I changed my major to communications, radio, television, and film. Now, most of the most of the I think there was five of us that went in the path that I went. The other most of them went into the creative aspect. So they were, you know, um, either wanted to be on the radio, they wanted to be in film, uh, they were theater, whatever it was, that's the route there. I took one class and it was advertising sales and I fell in love with that. Now, again, I was telling myself I wasn't creative, so I really wasn't thinking about the other part, but I knew, okay, sales, I'm a people person and um, advertising just sounds fun, right? So I was like, that's the path I'm going to go on. Now, in that major, I did film a film. I directed in it. I uh, acted in someone else's film. I wrote it. I did do, I worked on the um, on the radio. I was a DJ. I, so I learned the whole board. I also wrote a sitcom and I still have it. And uh, it was an amazing sitcom. It was actually before Friends and it was really fun. And so I was doing those things and getting really good grades. First time in my life, I was getting good grades. I was studying something that I really enjoyed and I loved this aspect of my life. Funny enough is that I did not, again, see myself as creative and did not think about that part. And even though I was kind of evolving that part, I didn't think about that part. So I graduated. I actually stopped playing sports because I really wanted to focus because now was the first time I was ever doing good in school. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. Moved to New York City, got a job in advertising. And then I met my husband. And um, we had an amazing, amazing time in the city. Uh, had kids. We got married four years after we met, whatever. I had kids. I decided to stay home. And um, and that was like my focus. I've always wanted to stay home. I love kids wanted to be a stay-at-home mom as for as long as I can. But it was at the time where it was when you were a woman, uh, my, my oldest is 16. So it was like, you can do it all. Women can do it all. And um, I was like, okay, I could do this all, but uh, I'm not going to be able to, I'm, I'm going to not do it all really great. Now, throughout this, even though I struggled young, found some really good wins, had some really good, you know, some not really good wins. I was always confident in who I was and what my strengths and weaknesses were and are. So communications, again, was a really big thing for me and, um, and storytelling. So I was always knew I was a good storyteller. And so when my kids were young um, and I chose to stay home, I, my sister actually said to me, what will make you the better mom? And I said, Oh, to stay home. And she's like, well, why are you even going back and forth? I lived in New York city. I was like, you know, talking to nannies. I was like, cause I guess when you, when you, and if whoever understands this, when you first have your first child or any child, you get hormones, you get a little bit wonky. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. You get a little wonky. So I was like, well, this is, this is, I guess what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to go back to work and I'm supposed to get the nanny. And cause that's what everyone around me was doing. And I guess that's, you know, they're all successful. Um, and I did that for a hot second. Uh, you know, it wasn't something I dwelled on for a long time. But then when I said, oh, no, if I go back to work, my child is going to get probably 60, 70% of me. My husband's going to get like 10% of me. My job's going to get that other, you know, part. I'm not going to do it all really well. And I'm going to be very scattered. And my sister was like, what are you even thinking about? Luckily enough, my husband did well. He would have supported me either way. So I did that. And I raised, we have three kids, amazing kids. 
And the reason why I'm telling you that part is because I chose to stay home. I, I was lucky enough. I was fortunate enough, blessed enough, however you want to look at it. But I was able to do that. And in that time, I would tell my kids stories. I would make up these amazing stories. I would have this imagination. Again, remember not thinking I was creative because not thinking that that part was creative, thinking that drawing or doing this was creative, not seeing the word in a broad spectrum, but seeing it in a very small small frame, telling them these stories. They would literally sit for hours and I would make these these adventures up and I would have people say, oh, where, where did you hear that? And I'm like, oh, I just made it up. Now, I never wrote it down, but I'm not someone that likes to regret stuff. I can't believe I didn't write them down because I'm sure they would be some amazing children's book, but it just wasn't, that, that. that is not my path. That is not what I was meant to be doing. It was meant to happen at that time and it is, but my kids still remember and they're 16, 14 and 12. So I even have teenagers that will, I remember mom, we actually enjoyed that time. They'll give me a compliment on my storytelling. So that I remember just being like so loved. Like my kids would ask me questions. We would create that. I would also have them, you know, jump in and create these stories with them. And it just was so just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful time. I just want to say, Ashley just said something and I just want to share with you guys. Absolutely true. I have three age, um, eight twins, five stayed home, went back part-time back at home, but in school for my master's nursing practitioner, words of wisdom, greatly appreciated. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Ashley. And good luck with everything. So this was, you know, just such a really special time for me. And, you know, then they started going to school, uh, and they weren't around as much. I started, we moved out of the city. We moved to the suburbs. I became the room mom, which I said I was never going to do. I actually then was on the board for the environmental club really enjoying that. But as my kids started getting older and needing me less and, um, and I wasn't feeling fulfilled with these, these volunteer jobs. So I went into, I, I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little unsettled. I'm going to do something. That's the type of person I am. I feel unsettled. I make things happen. Not everyone does that, but I really challenge people to do that because it is, um, it is such a wonderful feeling when you are like, okay, I'm going to do something. So I then went and, um, started teaching fitness classes, went back to my, my love, my sports. Um, and at this time I really gave, I mean, I worked out my entire life. And in this period of my life, I really, I was walking my dogs. I really wasn't doing any heavy training. I kind of put that aside. Even when I had kids, I didn't do that. I just did a lot of walking. I wasn't someone that worked out, but I went back and I started working out. I started doing a little studying on nutrition and I started coaching people. Loved that. That was about five years. And then we moved. Um, and I decided I wasn't where we moved. I was like, I'm not going to teach classes. Um, but I, you know, I'm feeling that unsettled thing. I need to do something again. And so that's when I decided I'm going to create a podcast. That is also when I decided you're crazy that you thought you weren't, uh, thank you, Ashley, that you weren't creative, like all of this things. And this is where I want you guys to think, like, are there words that you, t things that you tell yourself now? As I said, I am a very confident person, always have been, have had struggles here and there, um, especially not even here and there throughout my life. However, I've always was confident in who I was and what I was good at and what I needed help with. And, um, and one thing that I'm not afraid of because of the struggles I've had is failure. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. My <laughs> husband and my kids were like, oh, wow, do you know how to do that? I said, no. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask around. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it now because I want to share 
stories. I want to share my personal journal stories because of the clients that I was working with in the health and fitness world. Time and time again, they would say, because I was very prevalent on social media um, in, in my circles, they would say, oh, you seem like you have it all together. And I would laugh and be like, who are you talking about? I just ate like a bag of quinoa chips and a bottle of wine. And that was my dinner. Like, no, I don't have it all together. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I go through times where I know, okay, I need to rein this back in. But, you know, as, as thank you, Ray, as humans, we all go through these ups and downs. Sometimes where we're like, yes, we have it together. And other times we're like, no, we don't have it together. And we need to acknowledge that. And we need to bring light to it because it is okay not to be okay. And it is also okay to be having an amazing time and to be able to talk about that. We should be able to talk about, yes, I am on a high, I am doing X, Y, and Z. This is great. No, I'm on a low, I'm eating quinoa chips and eat, you know, having a bottle of wine for, for dinner. <laughs> is not good. So from there, it was like, okay, I am going to just do this podcast. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go balls to the walls, learned it, studied it. Also told a lot of my clients that said, you have it all together. I'm like, listen, we all don't have it together. But the thing that's important is to get at like, if you're in the funk, to also you can be in the funk, especially if you know something big has happened, but you also can't let that funk define who you are. You need to get out of that funk and you need to take steps to do it. So those are also things that I was talking about on the podcast. And it was mainly for moms that were in the weeds that, you know, were um, you know, doing that millionth load of uh, the dishwasher or um, the laundry. And they just needed to get out of their crazy life and just listen to a story. And it was a lot of times stories of, um, you know, how my child fell out of his high chair. And I, at the time, had judged Britney Spears for her child falling out of her high chair and thought, how can someone let their child fall out of their high chair? Um, I don't I don't, I don't love that I judged. I'm not someone that's really judgy, but at this point I judged her and then it happened to me. My son was fine, but I was horrified that it could happen to me. Um, so I talked about it on the podcast, you know, like as a mom, sometimes we judge, you hear the kids screaming, you think, oh, maybe they didn't get enough sleep. We have to not do that. And there was definitely times in my uh, motherhood that I did do that. So I wanted to share that um, to other stories like, you know, my boxers pulling a crock pot off the counter when we just got our kitchen done and it was all white and there was barbecue sauce in there and they pulled it off. <laughs> Thank God they didn't get hurt. Um, but I walked into literally barbecue sauce everywhere. And anyone that knew me, I don't like to clean. I'm, I, it's not, I mean, not, I think there's some people actually like, clean. I do not. So it was the fact that we just had like this brand new kitchen and then this happened. And I was like, oh my God, there was barbecue sauce everywhere. And not only barbecue sauce, but because they were licking the, the barbecue sauce, they'd like little cuts in their tongue. So there was blood everywhere too. So I didn't know what was blood, what was barbecue, how injured they were. And my boxers and my kids, my family is just like, is my heart. I just absolutely, I would do anything for them. Um, and so I was very concerned about them. So there was all this, you know, stuff that was really, you know, I, I wanted to share. So I did that. Then quarantine happened and those stories really weren't happening. Now my family does really enjoy ourselves together. And my husband was traveling like crazy if he was gone five days a week. So not that I was happy what was happening out in the environment of COVID, not that I was happy with people getting sick and, you know, and, and, and dying, but I was so happy to have my people all under the same roof and just being there and not having a schedule. I took a breath and I was like, this is amazing. I'm going at a pace. My kids play a lot of sports. We were just going at a pace. So during that time though, I was like, there's really nothing like 
funny to like share. So I decided I'm going to do a segment under my podcast called Quarantine Stories. And I started interviewing people from around the world of what their quarantine looked like. Now, again, you might be listening being like, well, how did she find these people? What did she do? I got on social media. I started networking. I started asking questions. This is where it is. Um, the important times I would, you know, be, well, I guess I wasn't out because I, we, you know, it was during COVID, but remember other people that I was connected to. Also, it was when something, if you, you might've heard about it, Clubhouse came about. So it was also a really cool thing for me to be able to be in there meeting people from all around the world. So I started doing quarantine stories and I fell in love with the conversation and other people's stories. I just, something inside me just lights up. I am like on fire. I ask great questions. And again, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you how it is. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. I literally would, after I would interview someone and I did it in my closet. Like I, again, I figured out podcasting myself. My sound wasn't that great. I was you know, trying to make it better figuring it all out. You guys can go to your next stop and listen to all of those beginning episodes. Um, I've been doing it now since 2019. And, you know, I, I have over 150 episodes probably. And even ones that are not, my fireside ones don't have numbers. So even more than that. So when I was doing the, I would literally skip down the stairs and I would tell my kids and my husband, oh my gosh, this is what it looks like in England for quarantine. We're so lucky. Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, you're right, mom. We are lucky. Like we have this Think about someone in New York City in a small apartment or think about people that don't like each other or like these other things that are happening. We are so fortunate. So it was putting a very positive spin on all of that was happening under our roof. And the more I was curious and the more I wanted it, the more my brand and my podcast started growing. Now, I also, as I said, and, and you, if you remember, if you've been here the whole time, there was a, I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. So I knew really quickly, okay, this is a passion project. I really like this. But at this point, I was like, this is actually going to be something. I'm going to make this into a business and I'm going to put a whole consulting around it. But my podcast is what I love so much and I'm going to see where this can go. So I, I did hire some help because I was like, I don't like editing and I need some help with graphics. So I did do that because that was something where I knew I was going to be able to continue to grow this and focus on the things that I was good at and not focus on the things that I was not good at. And, um, and again, not putting myself down, just being realistic. I don't like editing. It's um, very time consuming in details. I don't like any of that. So I am here now with um, the interviewing quarantine stories, I rebranded. And that's when my podcast became Your Next Stop. It was actually first called Next Stop Crazy Town. One of my children helped me come up with the name, still so endearing to my heart. And that is my whole season one. So season one is Next Stop Crazy Town. Season two is Quarantine Stories. And then when I pivoted um, and I started doing, I did something called Love What You Do series, which is now your next stop. And that is where I interview people that have followed a passion and turned it into a business. And um, I just love to highlight, in the beginning, it was women because I was doing exactly what I was doing on my podcast. I was growing a business out of passion. And to see where I am today um, from when I where I was last year or when I started this, it's so incredible to think that I all I created this all in my mind and I made it happen because I did not let fear get in the way. I did not let get negative thoughts get in the way. I just knew that this is what I was meant to do. And, um, and it's because I gave myself those times to daydream. When I walk my dogs, think big. Like, what do I want my life to look like? And I teach this all in my consulting. I have an online uh, workshop um, at your next stop. But 
to find that time, to find that spot. Like meditation is so, it is important, but the word meditation, I would always be like, anytime I tried to sit still, I would like think about all the things I had to do. I was like, this is not working. I need to figure out. So I needed to figure out what worked for me and moving is what gets my brain working, but moving where I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I don't have to think about walking. I don't, you know, I still work out, but when I'm working out, I need to think about like my form and all that, or I can get hurt. So walking to me is when I come up with my best ideas. It's when I can daydream and and just think. And then when I take those, I either have my phone and I use it as my, um, you know, my for my notes. And then I will go home, listen to it, and just put that into action. And it is just a beautiful thing. So if you guys um, ha- again have just started following me, my one of my episodes that's called, um, uh, I mean, sorry, one of my series is called. YNS Live. So that's your next stop live with NFL Thread. You'll see that I just had Holly Robinson Pete on here. Cynthia Zordich is my co host. Cynthia was a guest on your next stop and she is a NFL spouse. Her husband, Michael Zordich, was in the league for 12 years. Crazy enough, I happened to have babysat the Zordich kids in Philadelphia when um, Michael played for Philadelphia. I was, remember, I said I loved kids and and I was the babysitter of our town. We lived in a, a pretty affluent town, but you know, middle class, upper class. And I loved kids. I loved babysitting and I was a go-getter. So I had my sister and a bunch of friends. And um, if I couldn't babysit, I would give, you know, hey, I have this friend or my sister's available. I can't believe I didn't make that a business, but I didn't. Um, and we would go from there. And so I when the Zordages moved to town, someone said who, you know, Cynthia was looking for a babysitter and said, oh, you have to have Juliet. You know, Juliet Williams was my maiden name. My mom was the kindergarten teacher in, in, in one of the, the elementary schools. So we had, you know, a safe name. So I started interviewing, um, I mean, I started babysitting and I was watching Cynthia, which I did not know until the podcast. She was had, had been losing herself because she was following, you know, going with her husband to these different places that he was getting drafted to. And she was a super creative person. She had a photography business that every time she moved, she had to kind of give up. So when I got to start babysitting them, it was when the Eagles asked her to start taking pictures because when she got to Philadelphia, Michael, her husband, said to her, "Your happiness is not my." job. It's your job. And as harsh as that might sound, she said that actually snapped her out of it and was like, yes. So she started taking pictures on the sidelines at the Eagles. And you guys can listen to her um, episode. It's probably in the 50s or 60s, I believe, um, of your next stop again on any player, or you can even find it on IamJulietHan.com. So when she when I was there, I'm a 16, 17-year-old girl watching this woman who just picked up her whole family, you know, get doctors, sign them up for school. She's also taking these pictures. She's coming home, going into the the um, the light room. I think that's what it's called. I was going to say the green room, but I think it's a light room. And you know, getting these pictures done and then giving them out. NFL. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. The Eagles organization said to her, "Can we hire you to do just what you're doing? People are in love with your pictures. You have such an eye." And she said yes. And that's how her career in the NFL 
not just a spouse, but as an employee started. And then she started something called NFL Thread, which is like the LinkedIn for the women of the NFL, the spouses of the NFL. So when I asked her to be on your next stop, because I said, I just remember being a 16, 17 year old girl and being so fascinated with what you were doing. You had three kids. You were so cool. You had this business. And I just remember being like, wow, like just in awe. So after I interviewed her, I said, and this is when Fireside came about. So again, do you remember when I talked about we all have a path, whether we believe in the universe or God, we just kind of have to listen and, and see things. Fireside came about and I said, I have the perfect platform to interview other NFL spouses to talk about their story because I will never think about it the same again in any sport now when my husband and boys or daughter say, oh, X, Y, and Z got traded to this team. I will go right to the spouse, the partner and think, oh my gosh, they have to move again and they have to get the dentist and the doctor. And you know, I've moved a number of times, but I've done it by choice. These women are following someone they fell in love with. A lot of them fell in love with them in college didn't know that this was going to be their career, but this is their career. And so that's what they did. And many people don't realize how tight knit the NFL community is and how much the wives and spouses do and how supportive their husbands are. So I was like, I want to have a platform that I have this for you guys. So she fell in love with it and we created this, the series. Now, this is what I'm telling you where this, this, my business has evolved. This series, we are going to be doing live in LA the week of the Super Bowl. So there is an NFL Thread luncheon and YNS Live with NFL Thread podcast is going to be broadcasting live from the luncheon. There's going to be so many different people that I'm going to be interacting with. I'm going to be doing this here. You guys can see it's already scheduled in the app. Um, so you can RSVP because it's going to be so amazing. We will have video. I actually have hired a crew because I want to make sure this is right. We've got sponsors. I mean, it is exciting. It is really, really exciting. Thank you guys. I so appreciate it. It's exciting to see what my hard work, what my dream, what my thought has now turned into because of consistency and hard work. Now, we all know, hold on. So I'm at the NFL Thread Luncheon and then the next day, so that's Thursday, the 10th, Friday, the 11th, we are also broadcasting live at the fashion show. No one realizes this, but Off the Field, which is their 5013C, it's called Off the Field Wives Association, does a charity fashion show every year. This is their 21st year, okay? They have a fashion show where they support a local charity. So wherever the Super Bowl is, they find a, a charity and that charity is what gets the proceeds that they get into this fashion show. The fashion show is star studded. It's amazing. And the thing that is crazy is it's in LA. Holly Robinson Pete, she is a, a her husband, Robbie, Rodney Pete was a quarterback, actually an Eagle, Cynthia and her. You guys can listen to that episode. So it's so awesome to hear them reminisce back when they each had young kids and um, in the Eagles days. Now, remember, I grew up outside. So even though I live in New York, still the, you know, the Eagles, really fun to see. But her charity is called Holly Rod and Holly Rod supports Parkinson's and autism. Her dad uh, had Parkinson's and one of her twins had, uh, has autism. So this is this charity that all these funds are going to. And it's in LA. So like Cookie Johnson, who is Magic Johnson's wife is actually going to be on the, this, this platform fireside. Next week, we're still uh, firming up the details. So don't forget to follow me if you're not following me so you can see when that happens. But these women do 
so much. I can't even tell you how much they do behind the scenes. And one of them, Rachel McKenzie said, you know, with great, uh, and I always say it wrong, but with great something comes power or with great power comes responsibility, something like that. And it's, and it's beautiful, but we don't think of them. We all have this, you know, and not all of us, but a lot of people put, oh, they're an NFL wife. So they have, um, you know, they have this and they, they make all this money and they do all that. And they actually are just like us. They are women that wake up, put their pants or skirt on the same way we do. And they have the same struggles and, and um, wins that we do, but they also do so much for their community. So this YNS Live with NFL Thread is going to be live at not only the NFL luncheon where there's going to be 60 people. It's a networking event. It's going to be so fun. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. And then we're at the fashion show. Again, I'm going to be getting pulled. Like I'm pulling people, interviewing people, and I've hired a crew to help with just with that. So it's going to be, it's going to be all over, which is, oh, sorry, I keep hitting my microphone, which is going to be really fun. So that is what has evolved because of my consistency, my persistence. And that this is what is meant to be in this stage of my life, which is really, really exciting. Thank you, Steph. And thank you for all the support always. Um, And Fi and Ashley, Deborah, Mark, Christine, Ray, Mary, Isidore, Bruno, Natalie. Thank you guys for being here. I know this was, you know, talking about your story, but I gave, if you guys are just joining, I gave everyone action items to do to really take their story and put it down either on paper, if that's what they're good at, or voice notes, and then get accountability partners and people just to practice sharing their story. Because whether you are a, you have your own business, whether you're a brand, but also if you are just kind of living life, you don't know what's out there for you and networking and sharing your story and talking is just going to connect you with more people. And the more people you're connecting with, the more people that you are kind of rubbing shoulders with, whether it's at school functions, whether it's on the line at the grocery store. Trust me, I've gotten into conversations with people online at grocery stores that I've like have fascinating stories. I've gotten actually guessed that way. So there's so many different things that we can do by just asking questions and just being curious. And so that is where we are now. And I haven't um, completely, uh, it's it's in the works, but I, I'm going to share it here. But I was also asked to keynote speak at PodFest this year, which is in Orlando, Florida. Thanks, Steph. I haven't even got a chance to tell you. Um, thank you, guys. So that is, I'm going to keynote speak, and it's probably going to be about storytelling. Again, this is my my what, this is my niche. This is where I have kind of every time I do something like this, it always comes back to I'm really good at being able to help you figure out your story, whether it's connecting the dots, but being able to share it. So if you guys heard, I gave you a snippet of my story. It was it, it was probably the medium. I said it was going to be the small, but it was the medium because I was only going to do a half an hour. And then I got excited and thought, you know, the more people coming in, I want to keep keep going. So I that's what I want you to do. I want to challenge you guys to really think about your story, think about how your story has evolved you and and think about how you can help others with your story. So um, Ashley said, we move every other year, husbands and active um, military. So Ashley, this is also kind of crazy. I've had people reach out to me and say, I would love for you to do another segment, not just with the NFL spouses, but also with military. My dad actually was in the military. Uh, he was in Vietnam 
got wounded. I was not, I didn't grow up a military uh, family, but my dad has that background. But so I've had, I can't even tell you how many people. And so the fact that you just said that it's a little bit goosebumpy because I'm like, okay, is this God again being like, okay, how many times do we have to tell you this is your next, this is your next thing. This is your next segment on here to talk about, you know, to have military spouses and talk about their struggles. Because again, we all don't think about it. Um, we don't think about every day what we go through as humans and that everyone's going through something. And if we can just ask questions, support, um, get stories out there, help people share their stories, the better the world's going to be. So if anyone has anything, just please put it in the chat. But just wanted to thank you whether you guys are on, I'm on Facebook, YouTube. I did not do Twitch because um, it wasn't, I couldn't link it or uh, it just, I forgot my password actually. I think it was and LinkedIn live. And then here on Fireside and we will be back next week. Uh, I Cookie, I, Cookie Johnson, we have not scheduled it, but if you guys want to RSVP for the luncheon um, live and then also the fashion show, those are going to be really fun. I have no idea how it's going to play out. I know it's going to play out the way it's meant to play out, um, but it is exciting. I can't believe it's in two weeks. I have to get my hair colored. <laughs> so badly I'm uh, thanks I am I'm one of those people that I don't like I don't get my hair colored every four I probably should be every three weeks but I kind of do it as oh crap I got something or oh it's a holiday or oh okay I'm really gray my ponytail doesn't hide it <laughs> so I will be doing that but I have all those like little things that I have to get done <laughs> before this event and um, it's just exciting and uh, I know Cynthia is not listening to this and she's not on but Cynthia Zordich I am so appreciative of her for seeing my um, seeing my gifts and entrusting me into having these women on this platform and asking them questions and being personal. And she, if you guys, if you go to my website again, it's iamjulietthan.com. You can see the article that is written in the playbook, which Cynthia is also the chief. Um, she she writes it. She puts the whole thing together. I forget the term, um, but she it's this huge magazine that goes to every new NFL family editor in chief. That's what it is. Um, the new NFL family. And then the digital goes to the tens and thousands of everyone. And there is an article about YNS live and NFL thread Fireside's actually mentioned in there as well, but you can see all the things and all the, just what she saw in me when I asked her questions. And then when I asked the other questions, my curious questions, just bring the, um, bring the conversation to a different level. And so that's the other thing uh, I always say, and this is something I tell my kids all the time. And I really hope, you know, when you have teenagers, sometimes they're like, eh, forget it. But to ask questions, don't be afraid to ask questions, be bold. If you don't agree with something or you're confused about something, ask questions because other people might have the same one, but to get into a conversation because a question you asked is such a beautiful thing. So again, Cynthia, I so thank you for entrusting in me and I cannot wait for this event. We are also going to be doing it at the draft in, in Vegas, which is in April and at the Hall of Fame dinner. So if you guys, we have sponsors. We also, I have information in my uh, IG where you see scrolling across, which is I am Juliet Han, and that's J-U-L-I-E-T-H-A-H-N. There is sponsorship opportunities. There's pop-up shops. There's ways to get um, uh, stuffing gift bags to these women. 
And when I say that you're getting into a great group of women, a great group of go-getters, people that talk, influence, I mean, they're in the spotlight, they're doing tons of stuff, and you have these opportunities through this podcast and through the series that Cynthia and I are doing, YNS Live with NFL Thread. It's a really amazing thing. So if you have questions and you don't see it, please reach out, ask me how you can get involved. And um, thank you for joining YNS Live with me, Juliette Hahn, and we will see you next week. Don't forget to check because Cookie Johnson, Magic Johnson's wife, who is a phenomenal woman, and we have a surprise that we're trying to work out. So we're, we might have another co-host that is one of her best friends that might be coming on, which will be a really fun conversation because they know each other really well. So we will see you guys later and um, just make it a great Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Make it a great one. Don't forget to do those exercises with your storytelling. If you have questions, please reach out and ask me. This is what I'm here for. 